Just Thinking with hosts Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We're back. Another edition of the Just Thinking podcast. Man, I'm excited to be here. I'm Virgil Walker. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Daryl Harrison. What's going on, Verge? What's going on, Daryl? Man, I'm I'm glad that uh, you're here. Glad you're connected, man. I'm rushing in, trying to get everything together, man. Put my ducks in a row, but man, I'm glad to to slow down right about now when we when we get ready to set up to uh, to record our podcast, man. Yeah, How man, are things going on your end, man? Why don't you go ahead and chill for a second, man? Catch your breath. Uh, you know, you remind me, man, of that uh, old cartoon. Uh, with the Tasmanian devil, <laughs> he would be kind of like, this is kind of going all over the place, man. But that's you. That's Virgil Walker. That's my wingman, y'all. This guy has so many balls up in the air. He's juggling so many things that I'm not surprised, man. You just now dashing into the door, sitting down at the mic, dialing in right on time, man. Absolutely, right time. brother. Absolutely. Well, glad to be here. Glad to be with you, man. And I'm excited about about tonight, man. Before we jump into that, man, again, I always I always ask you this because I'm I'm curious to know kind of what you're what you're hearing and what you're experiencing from a standpoint of of listener feedback. You guys, I just want you to know that you guys matter. And uh man, D- Daryl and I take very seriously what we hear from mm-hmm. from you all and 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 what we see in social media and the like. And so, man, I'm, I'm always curious. I know you're, you're, you're more, you're more of a Twitter guy. I know you do quite a bit of Facebook as well. I'm more Facebook. I do a little Instagram kind of action. And so, uh, what, what do you, what are you hearing, man? What, what kind of feedback are you getting? You know, Virgil, I'm glad you mentioned that, man, with respect to the social media platforms that you and I respectively are on, because I am mostly on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Hadn't always been the case. You know, my entry into social media, I was on Facebook quite a bit. I'm on Facebook less now, mm-hmm. uh, especially as opposed to Twitter. I'm definitely more of a, a Twitter guy, but that's not necessarily by design. It's just kind of how how it's flowing right now. But then again, you're on Facebook more. You're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm not on Insta at all. So the only two platforms that you'll where you'll find me is on Facebook and Twitter. But it's really cool, man, about how just independently we have those uh, social media platforms mm-hmm. covered. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, for the listeners, especially for folks who may be listening to us for the first time, this podcast is a relatively new venture. Uh, Virgil mm-hmm. and I have only been doing this for about three months, a little over three months. So this podcast is brand new. So mm-hmm. when we talk about at the beginning of an episode, Virgil and I might shoot the breeze with one another and, and kind of exchange uh, what we're hearing uh, from uh, listeners and friends on social media, email, or whatever the case may be with respect to their feedback on this podcast and whatnot. We like to share that with you all because this is a brand new podcast that we're trying to get better at every week. And as I've said before, I'm really the rookie here in this. (laughs) Verge is an old pro at this. Dwayne, you give me way too too much credit. Way too much credit, bro. You're you're an old pro, man. I'm just trying to learn from you, man. Just trying to make you look good. And then we got... (laughs) We got Dwayne Atkinson behind the scenes doing all the engineering and Mm -hmm. editing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But what we're trying to do, you know, I think of uh, a text like Romans 12, 1, right, where Paul says, uh, you know, therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies 
a living and holy sacrifice right. acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And that's what this podcast is. It really is a spiritual service of worship to our Lord and Savior, Man. Jesus Christ. And as the gospel says that Christ did everything well, well, we we want to honor him by doing everything well. So it matters to us, as Verge said earlier, you guys matter to us You who are taking the time to listen to this podcast. We know there are thousands of podcasts out there that you could be yeah. listening to right now, but you chose to listen to us. So we really do mean that we say you matter to us. So when you give us constructive feedback, positive feedback, we take all that seriously. When you mm-hmm. go out to iTunes and you subscribe to the podcast and you write a review, you give us a positive rating, man, that just really lifts up, lifts us up. That really encourages mm-hmm. us. Uh, it lets us know um, that we're on the right track uh, with the content that we're providing to you all every week. And uh, so, so you really do matter to us. And, and verse to answer your question, uh, man, the last two episodes we've done, mm-hmm. uh, I can't put into words, man, how positive, how encouraging and affirming the feedback has in, has been, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to, to episodes 12 and 13. The episode you're listening to right now, listeners, is episode 14. So mm-hmm. as I said earlier, we haven't been doing this for long at all. We, we, we've been doing this now for just short of four months. Brand new uh, endeavor. Uh, this podcast is an extension of a, a blog that I have mm-hmm. by the same names. You can get to it at justthinking.me. So this podcast is an extension of that where we apply the truth of the Bible. We apply biblical truth to the cultural, political, theological, and social issues in our world. So this is just an extension of the blog. And Virgil, something about those last two episodes that we did that have really caught people's attention and Absolutely. really have kind of put this podcast on more of a bigger stage, uh, you know, as, as far as what I'm hearing, that folks yeah. are really uh, had a guy just tweet me just before we went on here, uh, showing his appreciation for the content on the podcast. And, and I couldn't be more blessed, man. It's very humbling to tell you yeah. the truth. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not surprising, man. We, we walked through some great, content i know you you uh you, you sent out you know you and i exchange so that the listeners know you and i kind of you'll you'll find an article kind of lead us uh as as the, as the front man say hey here's here's where i want to go here's here's what i'm reading that's that's kind of caught my attention you'll send that to me for my review um and and we've had a couple of those man but you've there've been a couple of times man these last two episodes in mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. where you just say hey let's pump the brakes and mm-hmm. um Rather than jumping into another article, let's go back to let's let's go back to the basics and mm-hmm. um, and, and have really just said, hey, mm-hmm. what 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 is what does it mean to to, to have j- justice? What let's go back through scripture and look at what justice looks like. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was that was uh, uh, I believe that was that was episode eleven, mm-hmm. um, and then and then episode twelve or maybe it was twelve, and then episode thir- thirteen. You walked through you just walked through basic Christianity one on one. What does it mean to be a Christian and, uh, and, and a believer and, and really anchor us back into scripture and, and the Bible. And so those, both of those, um, episodes really serve the listener, man, to, you know, to, to go back, grab your Bible, grab a pen and, and really arm yourself with, with the truth of the word of God and to know how to defend those two particular positions, justice. What is it? Um, and 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 what does it really mean from a biblical point of view, biblical framework, to be a, to be a Christian? And so, uh, those are those are just some great great um, 
a podcast, man. I, 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 I enjoyed re-listening. I mean, we, we did them. Like, I, like I always tell you, it's, you know, it's a good podcast when you, you were on it and recorded, you still want to go back and listen to what, what was said and what we walked through. Yeah, that's a very good point, man. When, when you don't want to listen to your own stuff, I mean, it's like an artist who may be painting a painting and, you know, I don't know if any artist is really ever totally satisfied with their work, but when you're, when, when you yourself, you don't have a conviction that you've done your best, that you've given your best and you don't want to listen to it, then, then that's telling. But I've never had that happen. Uh, maybe in a couple of early episodes, only because I'm a rookie. I messed it up. <laughs> when you, man, I messed it up. But, uh, you know, lately, I think I'm starting to get my, my, my foot on my feet under me, starting to get the hang of this. And man, I just love opening the word of God, man. That's really pre- pretty much what we do here. Verse, Absolutely. The truth. Absolutely. This, 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 this is a rock and science, rocket science here. Uh, we just sit down as verse just said, we just sit down. We may have an idea of something that we may want to talk about, but we're not dogmatic about that. I mean, we're not married to that. If we get on the mic, we hit record, we start talking, we start throwing things around. If we get to that content, if we get to that idea, fine. If we don't, that's fine. That's, that's okay. fine too. Absolutely. You know, but, but the one thing you're going to hear consistently when you listen to the Just Thinking podcast, you're going to hear the gospel preached. Mm. You're going to hear Christ talked about. You may even hear some pages turning. Cause I, I, know I, I, I got my you NASD got that paper. right you got here. That, yeah, you got that paper. You got that paper Bible, man. You're not playing, man. I, Bro, listen, I'm, I got to I gotta feel this parchment between my fingers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the apps and everything, man. Yeah, but when yeah, it yeah. comes to Bible study, bro, I gotta hear these pages. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'll, I'll do a little of both. I have a page turner here beside me, but at the same time, and sometimes you flow so fast. I got to, I got to kind of get up with my my electronics and pop open, <laughs> pop open my logos and make sure that I'm, you know. <laughs> Make sure that I'm flowing with you. You know what I'm saying? Got oh, some, got some, I, I can have a few, two or three references. Cause by, but in fact, in fact, I think it was last week or the week before, man. Uh, you were flowing, and I'm again, I'm the wingman. So, so listen for, for the listener. My role, <laughs> my role in this episode, right, is to just keep my man above, just keep him flowing in the direction he's going. So as he's as he's spitting hot fire, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with scripture. So he, he's flowing so many references. I'm like, okay, I got my logo. So I got that right. Okay, I got three or four little things. By the time I got it pulled up, you had already hit him and ran on. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just let him run. Bro, don't, don't tell me you had to break out the logo software, man. I had, to, had to break, break it out, out, man. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> man. Well, look, look, look. Truth be told, I just got it not too long ago. So I'm having fun playing with it. So man. cool, man. So you got to break it in anyway. Okay, so we right. good. We good. Right, we right, good. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking here, man. I'm looking here at Second Peter one three. Right? Come on, Second <clears throat> Peter one three. Peter writes uh, talking about Christ. Let me go ahead and start at, at verse one. Let me ra- roll down to through verse three. I'm gonna I'm gonna connect this to what we've been saying here in the intro. Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. And of Jesus, our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And the reason I want to read that verse is to to, to, uh, 
specifically captured that phrase that in Christ, we have everything pertaining to life and godliness. And that's what we talk about here, essentially, on Just Mm -hmm. Thinking. We talk about life and godliness Mm -hmm. through the lens of the gospel, through the lens of scripture, through the lens of what it means to be a Christian, to profess to be a Christian, and then to walk that out uh, in real life. So uh, that's that's essentially what we do here. So if you want to sort of encapsulate what this podcast is about, it's about life, talking about life and godliness through the prism of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's essentially what we do. Amen. Well, man, I, I like I said, man, I've been loving where we've been going, and uh, I keep going back, man, to uh, I, this is remind me again. This is podcast number fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so so I can go back. 14. So I can go back. So so episode number twelve. I would encourage you to go back and get in particular because. Really, I I keep going back to that because at that that point, Daryl really did kind of a kind of kind of a systematic theological look at justice uh, and what that looks like through the lens of Scripture. And and I would say if if a person really equipped themselves with what was shared in that particular podcast, um, they would be able to really deal with and address the vast majority of what we run into in the culture from a, you know, from a social justice warrior uh, standpoint. And uh, I just, I, I think that was just really, really spot on anchored in truth. And, and again, walked us back through, um, you know, the importance of gospel proclamation. So it was just mm-hmm. a really, really good, good episode. I would just want, I just want to recommend that to you all. If you if this is the first kind of, kind of, uh, experience with us with the podcast, I would tell you, man, that would be an anchor for you to go back to and really know where we are and where we stand and what we're doing. So, yeah, as you said already, Verge, uh, episode 13 that followed up uh, the episode that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Episode 13, I was burdened to follow up episode 12, given what we talked about in 12. Follow up 13 with what you already d- described, I think, very appropriately as sort of a Christianity 101. Mm-hmm. What what does it mean to be a Christian? How do you become a Christian? And why mm-hmm. do you need to become a Christian? Mm-hmm. So we really sort of uh, exposited, you know, what it means to be born again. Uh, you know, we leveraged uh, Dr. R.C. Sproul's, one of his yeah. sermons, yeah. the late Dr. R.C. Sproul, one of his sermons that w- that happened to have been running on the uh, Ligonier Ministries program, Renewing Your Mind. And you mm-hmm. can uh, you can go catch that uh, message. It's called Born of the Spirit by Dr. R.C. Sproul at renewingyourmind.org. Just go to renewingyourmind.org, click on the archives link, and then you can search for the message entitled Born of the Spirit. And I was really convicted when I heard that message. I remember the day we recorded uh, episode 13, I think I mentioned uh, in that episode that I listened to that message by Dr. Sproul close to 12 or 13 times that day already. But that's how I do. I mean, let's talk about that for a second first. When you hear... Uh, a sermon, you know, preached. One of my spiritual disciplines is I like to hear sermons and messages that that touch on an issue or a topic, especially something that's dealing with a sin in my life. Mm. When 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 I hear a a a, a robust, solid, uh, hermeneutically sound, mm-hmm. biblically thorough, Christ-centered, gospel-centric message especially on a topic that has to do with the sin that I'm dealing with in my life, mm-hmm. I will put that sermon on repeat. Mm-hmm. And I will literally listen to it all day. 
Wow. Literally. Wow. Uh, so I look out, you know, you think about what the apostle Paul said about how he beats his body. He buffets his body mm-hmm. as a means of spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. And I think we all need to have some sort of spiritual discipline incorporated into our life because Christianity is a very practical worldview. Yeah. It's not just about being saved and having your eternal destiny secured for the hereafter. Mm-hmm. The gospel is also a very practical worldview that you live out in the here and now, mm-hmm. in the every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's something, you know, I don't want to over spiritualize this, but I'm going to just tell you up front, I am not Mr. Super Christian walking around this earth with a cape on my back with a big old C on the back. Right. Like I'm some super, super Christian hero. Oh, no. I deal with weaknesses. I deal with faults, failures. Yeah. I deal with sins, temptations, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I hear a message that comes across, man, that hits me right in the gut. Yeah. Uh, that's why I need to preach the gospel to myself. And that's Amen. what that's what I do a lot, man. Do you have any spiritual disciplines, man, no. that you practice that might no, help bro. out? No, yeah, man. Thank, thanks for asking. I, I, I'm very, I'm very similar to that. I, I do. Um, you know, in, in addition to, to what I do. And, and I remember, I, th- I think it was on the last podcast, you talked about how you kind of start out your day, you get up, um, you know, reading the word and, and kind of get, kind of meditating on some things there. And, and um, you know, I, I, um, I'm not as disciplined in the morning in that way. Uh, you know, there, there'll be times I know before I'm out the door, uh, I'll spend some time in the word. It's not first thing when I get up, uh, but during the course of my getting ready to head out. Uh, I'll get into some get into some words, some scripture. Um, but like you, man, I, I listen to a lot of a lot of sermons. And uh, I've, I've always I've always been a student of of preachers and speakers. And, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I've got my, you know, a handful of my favorites and then folks that I don't know uh, that, I, that I listen to um, during the course of a day, man, I'll, I'll probably listen to. Uh, about about three hours, man, of, of mm-hmm, preaching and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, during the course of any any given day, and and I tell people that, like you said, I think you said it well. I don't I don't tell people that or say that to sound like some super Christian. Uh, I I need that, man. Right. I, that's a that's a that's a part of a part of the the sanctifying work in my life, and so mm-hmm. I, I I need to listen to that much, if not more, mm-hmm. uh, to to examine my life, to to reflect upon areas of my life that need work. Um, that, that, that need, you know, that, that need to be buffeted, you know, that, that where I need to, I need to submit to some, some time and repentance and reflection. And so again, I, I do those things not because, uh, of, of some super Christian kind of thought process, but because of the fact that, man, I really, I really need it. So that, that's kind of, that's one of the things I, I, I enjoy doing as well. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that word examine, you know, as you were talking there, I flipped right over to second Corinthians 13, five, mm-hmm. where Paul says this, he says, test yourselves yes. to see if you are in the faith, examine yourselves, mm-hmm. or do you not recognize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail the test. Yeah. Right. So that's a command. We are to examine ourselves regularly. And sometimes that might be, an examination that happens multiple times a day. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this isn't some daily regimented thing that we're talking about. If Christ is in you, the only way that Christ can be in you is by virtue of his Holy spirit residing Amen. in your heart. Amen. And if you are truly in Christ, the Holy spirit is going to convict you mm-hmm. in those moments when you definitely need to examine yourself, 
not just the, from the standpoint of, of of being convinced of your salvation, right. but as you mentioned, uh, Virgil, from the standpoint of your sanctification, your maturity, yes. are you yes. growing? Yes. Are you maturing in Christ? Is your life exhibiting that fruit of the Spirit, that fruit, mm-hmm. that evidence to the world and to other believers that you are truly in Christ. So spiritual disciplines are are, are very, very important Amen. Uh, Amen. part of the sanctification process. No, I, I, right. Man, I, I, I completely agree. And for me, man, I, you know, I recognize that sanctification and, and the, the examination part for me that, that, um, that, that, that when I hear a message, when I hear something where I'm examining my life and I recognize, man, man, I'm, I'm in a habitual pattern of, of sinful behavior here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it comes to a point where I have to remind myself that what happened on the cross was not only sufficient for my sins to be wiped away, but was also sufficient to empower me to say no to the sin right. that, that, I, that I'm point. habitually walking in. And Great so point. it's it's a reminder of, of, of the gospel of what Christ did on the cross and its sufficiency, not only to not only to secure my justification. Uh, but to help me walk out sanctification in my life as well. Beautiful point, man. That's a great point. Great mm-hmm. point, Verge. Well, man, that's that was our intro. We just spent about twenty minutes intro, but hey, <laughs> it's cool. It's all good. And uh, that, that kind of reminds me to mention again for our first time listeners here, Virgil and I do this with no notes. Mm-hmm. So we record these episodes every Monday evening at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And as Virgil sort of alluded to earlier, we may have an idea of maybe a topic or two that we might want to address. But for the most part, we just get on here. We press record. We start talking. We start yeah. just chopping it up with each other. Wherever it goes, that's where it goes. Amen. But we do have an issue that we want to talk about tonight. Virgil, do you want to see this up for us? Man? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You sent me an article a while back and, and uh, kind of walking through it as I was rushing in the day, just kind of just familiarizing myself. Uh, with what's going on. It's a, it's an article from the weekly standard and uh, byline is by Catherine Kirsten, if I'm saying her name correctly. And it's a inside a, the title is inside a public schools, social justice factory inside a public school, social justice factory. And, and, and what it does is man, it, it, it the more brother, the more I read this, the, the, the angrier I, I became, I know, right? <laughs> and, and Verge, on that note, I think it may help. Normally, I wouldn't do this, but I think yeah. in this case, in order to help the listeners understand understand the context of the commentary that we want to add to this, sure, sure. I actually want to read several paragraphs from this do piece. Do it. It's not a very lengthy piece, but I want to sort of head, tee up the first five or yep. six paragraphs. Do it. So mm-hmm. folks can hear, perhaps, with their own ears. Mm-hmm. Why you got so enraged yep, <laughs> as yep, you read yep, yep. through this? Let me go ahead and read this. So again, as Virgil said, the title of the piece is "Inside a Public School Social Justice Factory." The subtitle is this: "The City of Edina." This is Edina, Minnesota. The city of Edina has changed the way it approaches public education, putting social justice before learning. The results will shock you. Uh, so again, as Verge mentioned, this is uh, this is by Catherine Gersten. Let me read a few paragraphs of this. It says, for decades, the public schools of Edina, Minnesota, were the gold standard among the state's school districts. Edina is an upscale suburb in, excuse me, in Minneapolis, but virtually overnight, its reputation has changed. Academic rigor is unraveling. High school reading and math test scores are sliding 
and students increasingly fear bullying and persecution. The shift began in 2013 when Edina school leaders adopted the, quote, all for all, unquote, strategic plan, a sweeping initiative that reordered the district's mission from academic excellence for all students to, quote, racial equity, unquote. Equity in this context does not mean equality or fairness. It means racial identity politics, an ideology that blames minority students' academic challenges on institutional racial bias, repudiates Martin Luther King Jr.'s colorblind ideal, and focuses on uprooting white privilege. The Edina School District's all-for-all plan mandated that henceforth, quote, all teaching and learning experiences, unquote, will be viewed through the, quote, lens of racial equity, unquote, and that only, quote, racially conscious, unquote, teachers and administrators should be hired. District leaders assured parents this would reduce Edina's racial achievement gap, which they attributed to, quote, barriers rooted in racial constructs and cultural misunderstandings, unquote. Last paragraph. As a result, the school system's obsession with white privilege now begins in kindergarten. At Edina's Highlands Elementary School, for example, K-2 students participate in the Melanin Project. The children trace their hands, color them to reflect their skin tone, and replace the cutouts and place the cutouts on a poster reading, quote, Stop thinking your skin color is better than anyone else's. Everyone is special, unquote. Highlands Elementary's new racially conscious elementary school principal runs a blog for the school's community. On it, she approvingly posted pictures of Black Lives Matter propaganda and rainbow gay pride flags, along with a picture of protesters holding a banner proclaiming Gay marriage is our right. On a more age-appropriate post, she recommended an ABC book for small children entitled A is for Activists. Peruse the book and you will find all sorts of solid gold. F is for Feminist. C is for Creative Counter to Corporate Vultures. And T is for Trans. Oh, my God. That's only a few paragraphs of that piece. And if you were listening closely, then you could understand why Verge was a little bit triggered. On, on <laughs> now, in the in the article, I want to mention this Verge before I bring you back in here. Sure, in the sure. article, there's a link to the syllabus for this course that's referenced in this elementary school uh, in Edina, uh, Edina, I'm sorry, Edina, Minnesota. And I looked at the syllabus and I have it up in front of me here. So this is on the Edina Public Schools website. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give this teacher's name, but the class is called Blended U.S. Literature and Comp- Composition. Blended U.S. Literature and Composition. On this page, there are seven goals for this course listed under the heading Our Goals. There are seven goals prefaced by the statement, by the end of the year, you will have, and then it lists the seven goals that you oh will have gosh. accomplished. Oh my gosh. You thought where you were triggered before? Yeah, I'm, I'm, this real. is a whole, I'm looking at it. This is un- unbelievable. You got to read this for our listeners. I know where you're going. Goal number two. 
I'm reading this verbatim. Goal number two, by the end of the year, you will have learned how to apply Marxist, feminist, post-colonial, psychoanalytic, reader response, and aesthetic lenses to literature. Let me read that again. The goal of this course. Now, this is a public elementary school in Adina, Minnesota. By the end of the year, you will have learned how to apply Marxist, feminist, post-colonial, psychoanalytic, reader response, and aesthetic lenses to literature. Now, that's a mouthful for a, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grader to digest. But. This is what's happening in Edina, Minnesota, right now. Verge, you got the floor, bro. Take it. I, 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 man, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, this is this is unbelievable. I, I mean, I, they, they, one, they can't, they can't be. I mean, they're at least clear about their goals. Yeah. Um, if, if anybody takes the time to to read what what they're setting up and and what the what the agenda. Uh, actually, actually is. I, I mean, I, I've got to go back through <laughs> what you read because I was trying to, I was trying to hold it together, man. Because as you, as you read each one of these little areas and issues, I was going, "You have got to be kidding me!" No, you know this, this, this is where we are now. This is where we are now. It's, and what it's we're un- looking at. Go ahead, verse. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's unbelievable. The 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 one the one the one the one little brief paragraph that says equity in this context doesn't mean equality or fairness. Right. It means racial identity politics, right. an ideology that blames minority students' academic challenges on institutional racial biases or bias. Repudiates Martin Luther King Jr.'s colorblind ideal deal and focuses on uprooting white privilege there's so much wrong with what's stated in those two is that that, that's a that's a full sentence that those are two sentences those those are two sentences in those two sentences there's so there's so many problems and errors and presuppositions that 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 you could address and deal with that it would invalidate every other aspect uh of of the article you know the 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 idea. I'll, I'll say this briefly. Let you jump back in, man. The idea that that we're gonna we're gonna let go of let go of the idea of equality, meaning fairness, and in and in as opposed to dealing with fairness, we're gonna grab racial identity politics in an effort to uproot white privilege. I mean, there's so much. It, it drips with racism. Um, it's 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 ridiculous. It really is. Yeah, so let's put let's put a formal theme around this, okay? Because what we're looking at and what you've really sort of uh, expanded on in your assessment of what's happening at the uh, in the public school district in Edina, Minnesota, this is what you get when you allow cultural Marxism to infiltrate the public school system. Now. The thing is, though, what infiltrates public schools is only that thing that infiltrates society as a whole. And what we're looking at right now and what we've just discussed about what's happening in the uh, Weekly Standard piece on the schools in Edina, Minnesota, and the syllabus of the class that's being conducted at that one particular school is nothing but cultural Marxism. 
Now, for folks who may not be familiar with what cultural Marxism is, let me just give you guys a definition of what that is. And as you listen to this definition, try to recall in your mind what Virgil and I just read from that Weekly Standard article, what Virgil commented on on his in his response to, you know, basically what filled his mind when he first read that piece. Mm-hmm. Listen to this definition and see if you don't see elements of this in that curriculum that's being taught there in the public schools in in, uh, in Adina, Minnesota. Cultural Marxism is this by definition. It's an offshoot of Marxism. And for those who, just real briefly, what Marxism is, is sort of a method of analysis that frames society uh, in, in, a, in sort of a, a classist, a, a class context and, and how those classes have been exploited primarily by capitalism. Mm-hmm. So you have sort of a socioeconomic type of Marxism, but we're talking about now is a cultural type of Marxism. And by mm-hmm. cultural Marxism, what that is, is a, a sort of political correctness, multiculturalist uh, worldview that focuses on uh, cultural and maintains that all human behavior is a result of culture, not heredity. Right. Okay, so so it, so it's a mar is a is a a form of Marxism that's centered on the dynamics of culture. Okay, cultural Marxists deny the biological reality of gender and ethnicity, and they argue that gender and ethnicity are social constructs. So those who adhere to cultural Marxism support the race-based identity politics of non-whites. This is exactly what Virgil was just talking about when he when he mentioned how racism is just oozing from this 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 uh, literature course there at that school in Edina. Cultural Marxists typically support race-based affirmative action, the proposition state as opposed to a nation rooted in common ancestry. They support elevating non-Western religions above Western religions, uh, speech codes and censorship, multiculturalism diversity training, anti-Western education curricula, maladaptive sexual norms, and anti-male feminism, the dispossession of white people, and mass third world immigration into Western countries. So this is what you're getting when we talk about cultural Marxism. And we can see all the elements of this that I just mentioned in our society today. You just look around you. Mm-hmm. Look at what's happening over in Europe, especially with respect to the out-of-control immigration. That's a result of cultural Marxism, thinking the the, the misguided idea that, and, and that's what this school is in Adina is promoting, the misguided idea that the only thing we need to, to uh, acknowledge in bringing us together is that we all breathe the same air or that we all bleed red and that our uh, skin tone is of no consequence. That once we understand that, that we can sort of have this utopia, this socio-cultural utopia that we all all want. But what the cultural Marx, Marxist doesn't understand, and what Marx himself didn't understand, obviously Marx being a communist and an atheist, he would not understand the doctrine of original sin. You see, so he would never come to the point where he would inculcate theology into his philosophy. Right, right. It's it's a it's a viewpoint 
absent as well of the Imago Day. Right. Every every, every That's where it de- starts. absolutely every definition that we have for man in this in this Marxist view is is based upon externals. Um, it, it's based upon what what culture deems is a value. So if culture deems a certain race to be more valuable than the other, uh, or more in need of assistance than than another, or more or more uh, right. Uh, in their in their point of view than the other, regardless of what truth is or what the standard of truth is, that's that's what gets elevated uh, in a in a in a cultural Marxist view. It's it's not that we're image bearers of God. He's not starting from that framework. It's a it's a worldview right. absent of to to, to the point Daryl was making. It's a, it's a worldview absent of of theology. It's a worldview absent of 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 God's image uh, being stamped on the inside of humankind. And, and man, you just nailed it, Verge. I mean, apart from the precept of the Imago Dei as the objective baseline for establishing an argument whereby you're going to say that every human being is equal, apart from having the Imago Dei as your baseline, why am I obligated to treat anybody a certain kind of way? Mm-hmm. You know, apart from that, all other arguments are subjective. So I could go back to the cultural Marxists and say, well, I mean, why do I need to value the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the let's, let's, let's say, for example, the, the Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to value the Hispanic to the same level that I value someone who looks like me? Why do mm-hmm, I need to do that? Mm-hmm. Because you say so? Because, you know, some theory you studied in grad school, because Marx said this, or because Hegel said that. Right. Or, you know, so everything it's, else is subjective apart absolutely. from the Imago Dei. Absolutely. It's, it's, where, it's where we get the idea of intersectionality, right? Right. The, the idea that certain races, certain groups have more value and based upon their their, their level of, of victimhood as we determine it based upon history, they're able to say more. And those who haven't been victim, victimized in our eyes should, should remain quiet, you know? So, so in the, in the hierarchy of those who are able to speak, you know, the, 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 the black uh, female who's also lesbian can speak. Um, and, the, and then followed by maybe the, the black male, then followed by the Hispanic, you know, but, but again, you also got to add, You've also got to add in there uh, the sexuality, and then and then you've got then you also have to add in there the gender fluidity piece, and mm-hmm. so ev- everyone based upon their their you know however they're categorizing themselves, uh, at the more victimhood status that you can establish, right. the more your words mean something, and the less someone else's does. Right, and see, man, what's cool about what you just said is that that's what happens when truth continues to shift. When your truth is never objective, when the target is always moving, when the mm-hmm. truth target is always moving, mm-hmm. the categories change. <laughs> the rules that you have to keep change. Mm-hmm. And, and as rules change, the, the manner in which you can violate those rules change. Change, yeah. That's why what, what started as uh, LGBT is now <laughs> LGBT. MQRST. Right. I mean, 
that's half the alphabet. Absolutely. Now. And it's the, the, that sort of, it's not an acronym, but th- that abbreviation has gotten so long because the truth keeps changing. Absolutely. You see, the categories of truth keep changing. Mm-hmm. And now here we have what's happening in Edina, Minnesota. We just have another form of truth that's being introduced into these public schools with to minds that don't know any better. They don't know any better. And they're being not educated. They're being indoctrinated. Absolutely. Bro, bro, you just said a mouthful right there. They are being indoctrinated to a worldview that unfortunately probably is espoused by most of the teachers at that school mm-hmm. who have attended colleges and sat under professors who are of that generation mm-hmm. that have bought into the philosophy of Karl Marx and his uh, uh, class warfare uh, view of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these kids aren't being educated. They're being indoctrinated. Absolutely. It, I, I got it. Daryl, I've got a question for you, man, because there, there, there are two thoughts that, that I had about this one. Uh, I, I was listening and I cannot remember. I wish I could remember who it was I was listening to uh, this past week. And it may have been Dr. James White. It may have been somebody else who was who was talking about this that and, 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 and it, it may have been Ben Shapiro, maybe perhaps even talking about this. The fact that that in in our culture today, so many of the young people who are alive now have no real idea about what socialistic Marxism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what it really, the, the impact that it really had on the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who are much older do because they, they lived through it and saw its demise, right? And, or, or had grandparents who saw its demise. Um, you seeing it, seeing it finally kind of breathe out its last in portions of Europe only to rise again in some different format. But most of the young people today, especially on this side of the world in the West where we live, have no real recollection of it, and and so they can't. They, they it's it, they they've romanticized its ideal. You say it this way often. You you all you often talk about you know the the, the utopia, the utopian society that, that everyone desires to reach. But I, my my question for you, man, is is as I was kind of looking back at at the article, I you know I I wonder what what was the interview like because they said that they had that they were looking for. Uh, administrators and teachers that would be hired that were racially conscious. Right. Uh, wh- what do you What do you think that interview was like? Like what Like what do you have to go in and say to be seen as as racially conscious in that setting? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm thinking if I'm prepping for that interview, I probably just have to watch CNN for about half an hour. <laughs> I'm good to go. That's my prep work right there. CNN, MSNBC. Right. You know, you're going to get all the political correctness you need from those two networks to mm-hmm. to prepare for that kind of interview. But I don't know, man. I'll probably read some James Cone. Right. <laughs> I read some James Cone. I'm good to go. Right. Reverend Wright, little Reverend Wright I'm in there. Some Reverend Jeremiah Wright, some, some Barack Obama. You know, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> That's not a hard interview to prep for, man. It's not okay. Really. Okay, I got I, you. I, listen, I don't need to bring my degree. I don't need to bring tra- my college transcript. No, for you don't like that. No, you don't. You know, no. all I need to do, all I need to do, listen. I've read James Cone's Black Theology, right, and Black Black, black Theology and Black Power. I've read yeah. all that stuff. I've read uh, uh, Barack Obama's books. I've read. I've listened to Jeremiah Wright's sermons. I've studied right. his transcripts. Right. You know, uh, I'm conscious. I'm woke. I'm woke. <laughs> I'm ready. 
you know. And then, and then last question, man, and I'll let you tee things back up. I just, the, the, the idea of this melanin project, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, the melanin project. Mm-hmm. I, I, if, the, if my kids, man, if my kids came home and said they had a melanin project, I, I would, I would want to know who is the crazy something or another mm-hmm. that, that thought about doing some dumb stuff like that. But that, and listen, let me reiterate to our listeners. In the article on the week at the Weekly Standard website, that's literally what that exercise was called, where the kids trace the outline of their hands, they place them on a, they color the outline with the, to match the color of their skin, they place the outline on a poster, and then under above that uh, above the heading above those uh, colored hand outlines, uh, read something along the lines, you know, don't think that one skin color is better than another. Or, or something along those lines, mm-hmm. but that's literally what that exercise was called. It was called the melanin project. Wow. And uh, listen, without getting too personal, I understand that certain situations and circumstances require parents to have their children in public school. Mm. But if there is any way, right. You're in the sound of my voice. If there is any way, if you're a parent of uh, school age children, if there's any sacrifice that you can make to pull them out of public school, mm-hmm. if they're in public school right now, you need to pull your children out of public school. Mm-hmm. Public schools for a long time now have become nothing but glorified indoctrination centers. Yep. They are government schools. Yep. And your kids are going to learn what the government wants to teach them, not what mm-hmm. you want to teach them. Mm-hmm. And the word of God has a lot to say about uh, wisdom and knowledge. Um, and, and, and so never assume parents that when you send your children off to school, that they're being educated, they're not being educated anymore. They're being indoctrinated this article that, and we won't have time to get into all of it, but the, the article makes the point that since this all for all program has been introduced, Mm -hmm. that, uh, uh, test scores, for black students, which this whole program was supposed to benefit the most, mm-hmm. have actually gone down. Yeah. Math and reading scores have actually gone down. Mm-hmm. So if you but but if you can't pull your children out of public schools, be active at the school. Mm-hmm. Visit the school as often as you can, unannounced, ideally. Mm-hmm. And sit in on and, and audit these classes that your children are are taking. Sit in on these classes, listen to these lessons lesson plans that your children's teachers are delivering. Mm. Listen to see if they're being indoctrinated with this cultural Marxism mm-hmm. uh, that we've been talking about. Um, you know, we're all familiar with the verse, right? Verse in Proverbs twenty two six. It says, "Train up a child yeah, in yeah. the way he should go, even yeah. when he is old." Mm-hmm. He will not depart from it. Well, from a Christian standpoint, I think we've made a huge mistake in 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 our uh, the, the the manner in which we sort of understand the context of that verse. And, and I say that in the sense that we've sort of partitioned uh, that command to train up a child. There's so much that we do in the home and in church. We may make sure the child's in Sunday school or a youth group or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may read the Bible to them at home. Uh, we may catechize them, whatever the case may be. Sure. 
But that train up a child, that command is a holistic command. You don't have a partition between what you do at home at church and then leave everything else up to the teacher when your child goes to school. That's good, Daryl. The Bible says that children are a gift from who, Verge? They're a gift from the Lord. They're not a gift from the state. (laughs) That's good. Your children, that your children are a gift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. means that your children originated with God. Mm. Wherever something is from, if I give something to you and I say, hey, verse, this is from me, mm-hmm. that means I owned it at one time. Mm. I am responsible for the fact that this is now in your possession. Okay? Mm-hmm. Children are a gift from the Lord, not from the state. That you are to train up your children and the way they should go, number one, that way is making sure they understand who Christ is. Make sure they understand that they were born a sinner. Make sure they understand that one day they're going to die and their soul is going to live in eternity somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's where that begins. Absolutely. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Absolutely. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, another text is Proverbs sixteen sixteen. It says, how much better to get wisdom than gold? Mm. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, it's an irony in that text in Proverbs 16, 16, is what do we do though, Verge? We send our children to school to get what? The best education possible. Why? So they can be, quote unquote, successful in life. Right. And, and make all this silver and gold. Right. <laughs> that's why right. we send them. To, that's why we send them to school. Let's just keep it real. That's yeah. why we send our kids to school. Which is a totally, totally the opposite of what Proverbs 16, 16 is talking about. Yes. Proverbs 16, 16 again. How much better to get wisdom than gold? Mm-hmm. If you can raise a wild child, a wise child, mm-hmm. there's no price tag that you can put on that. No. That child is going to be successful. Absolutely. I don't care if the child is a is a a housewife, a street sweeper, or president of the United States. Mm -hmm. You want to raise a child that is wise, not wealthy. That's what this this text in Proverbs 16 is is talking about. It's actually saying that wisdom is wealth. Amen. Amen. Wisdom is wealth. Absolutely, man. I, 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 I totally concur, man, with everything you said. I, I think about a couple of things, man. One is... Um, Deuteronomy six, man, and um, I know you know where 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 I'm going, and uh, six six through nine, um, where where Moses has an opportunity to bring the people into the land of promise again, and he's reiterating the law. Uh, he's walking the people of God back through the history. He brings them together, and mm-hmm. and as they're about to as they're about to kind of become a nation and go into the land of promise. He he doesn't tell them to 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 you know he doesn't call a president he doesn't mm-hmm. call the uh, a mayor he doesn't call another king he calls the people of God together sits them down and he instructs the people of God in this way by by reminding them first of all who the Lord is hero mm-hmm. Israel the Lord our God is one mm-hmm. everything you just said brother mm-hmm. you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength. Uh, these are the words that I command you. And they should be on your heart today. And this is what this is how it. This is the very foundation, the fear mm-hmm. of the Lord. And then he instructs them. He says, "In these words I command you today shall be on your heart." Verse six, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, mm-hmm. 
and shall walk with them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign around your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on your do- on the doorposts mm-hmm. of your house and on your gates. Mm-hmm. The, the whole instruction there mm-hmm. for the people of God is that we have a responsibility to train up the next generation mm-hmm. and let them know who God is and, and, and that, that all of, of what we encounter in life has to do with the centrality of, of the sovereignty of God. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I think about that. I, I explain in the classes that I do about biblical worldview or about apologetics that the, that the biblical worldview, the Christian worldview has unprecedented explanatory power. Mm-hmm. And, and and we we often hold it to what happens on Sunday morning. And I think mm-hmm. what you what you've been saying this whole time is that we've got to take it outside of that Sunday mm-hmm. morning box and recognize it's to be a part of our lives on a day day to day basis. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's I love how you use that word worldview, mm-hmm. because that world encompasses the reality that everything about our existence should be filtered through the gospel. Amen. Through what the gospel says, everything, there is nothing that should be outside of that gospel box, Mm. that gospel circle. Everything Mm -hmm. should fit within that. And then we look at the world through that. That's good. Not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just one more verse. I know we're getting close to time, but let me leave folks with this again. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if you haven't done this, I would suggest uh, parents, if you still have young children at home, Sit down with them and on your own schedule, your own timetable, and in your own way, read with them through the book of Ecclesiastes. That's good, bro. Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes is a primer on godly wisdom and and and, and how to apply godly wisdom to in pra- very practical ways to the realities of life that your children are going to face. Okay, that your children are going to face. Let me just read one verse from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 12. Again, sort of putting godly wisdom up against the wisdom that the world defines as wisdom. Because what I've what I was reminded of in reading that article from the Weekly Standard is education is not wisdom. Information is not intelligence. Okay? Knowledge is not wisdom, okay? You may know a thing, but it's in the application of that thing that you can discern whether someone is wise or not. But I love Ecclesiastes 7.12. It says, for the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. And the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. The advantage of knowledge preserves you even better than the advantage of money. Ecclesiastes 7, 12 is saying mm-hmm. the advantage of knowledge, the advantage of wisdom preserves the life of him who has wisdom mm-hmm. even better than having all the money. Having all the money in the world cannot protect you the way having godly wisdom can. Amen. So stay on top of what your children are being taught or better what your children are being indoctrinated with. Mm-hmm. In these public schools, because public schools are are essentially laboratories of communism, and yeah, I said it, they're laboratories <laughs> of com- communism. If you don't like that? You can let me know. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's but, good. That's but, good, that's man. Exactly what it is. That's good. I'm just telling you like it is. So stay on top of what your children are learning in public schools. 
they are becoming dangerous incubators mm-hmm. of the next generation of cultural Marxists mm-hmm. and Marxism has failed everywhere it's been tried. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only not, not to mention the fact that Marxism is unbiblical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, man, I think that's a good place to land, bro. And uh, appreciate all that, that you shared tonight. I'm hoping that those who are listening, this is another one, man. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to soak this up and listen to this again. And uh, uh, when, when it drops, man, I'm hoping that those who do check in with us, do listen, uh, get some, get some, just some nuggets from that, that the biblical wisdom alongside that and are able to apply it to their personal lives and so with that man we're hoping you'll check back in with us another episode next week and uh, man any last words for for you daryl yeah just a reminder to our listeners please go out and subscribe to our podcast on apple Podcasts. go ahead and subscribe to just thinking and if you would be so kind as to leave us a review Mm -hmm. Uh, we really would appreciate it to know what you think Leave us some comments out there. Give us a a good rating uh, if you like the podcast. And uh, we appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Listen, you all take care. God bless. Tune in uh, next week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to Just Thinking, a podcast brought to you by the Bar Podcast Network. You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking. And remember... Let's think.